to New Zealand Vegan Podcast episode 39. This is Elizabeth Collins and I just wanted to do a brief episode this week um, because something happened um, as they always do which really made me which really made me think. It was I've just started um, sort of actually getting out there and trying to do stuff uh, face to face rather than all in the virtual the virtual computer world of things and I'm going to uni and I'm um, starting a group well a club you can start these clubs and um, you know because veganism and all that has been just so incredibly marginalized it's um, I think it is hard in the beginning but I'm not going to compromise the message because that's what we've been doing as a movement for the last whatever how many years. So we just have to start out start out somewhere. So I'm starting out this group. It's called the Abolitionist Vegans Group, and I'm hoping that um, the the name Abolitionist will get will get some interest. But anyway, um, I went to a group meeting. I uh, went to the I should say club. It's a club like you know chess club or the martial arts club. So at my uni, you know, you can start a club and you get help from the school and they put up posters for you and they put it on their website and all these things. And it's been out there for a little while and I've had a few people looking at it. I've changed the, the wording a few times to try to sort of, um, you know, it's all about marketing and all that stuff, but I'm not going to put the vegetarian club on there. I'm just... I'm just not going to. I'm, I'm just not. Um, but anyway, that's all beside the point. So the point is I'm, I'm doing this club. I plan to be at the uni for at least two years. So as long as it takes to get going is as long as it's going to take. I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to expect any huge amount of interest in the beginning. Um, that's all right. That's just sort of where we are right now. We're, we're just at the beginning. But what happened that I wanted to talk about today, because it's been really bothering me, is um, I... I went to the meeting and I have these posters that I made that I laminate and I'm going to add them to, I'm going to attach them to my little stall that I have because the the main place I'm going to be is right opposite the university and I also want students from the university to see that there's a club that they can join if they're interested in these things as well. So I'm going to have those as well and I laminate them so that they sort of, you know, keep their shape. And I've got one in English, one in Spanish and I had just come back from this I went to the meeting during work and then I came back um, and worked the rest of the afternoon and so I had my posters and everything with me. You know, they were sort of hanging around with me because I took them to the meeting and then I took them back to work. And so it was at the end of the day and I was just getting ready to leave and then I realized I'd forgotten to do something. And so I had left the posters sitting on a table. I just sort of threw them, I, I was leaving and then I had them in my hand and then I kind of threw them down. And um, one of the people I work with who's a manager there, um, everybody who I work with knows um, that I'm a vegan, that I'm an animal rights activist and that that's what I do. And in fact, um, I sent an email around, I, I didn't pass my interpreting test, um, unfortunately, but um, that's beside the point. Um, I... Um, I'll try it again and all that, but anyway, in the email, um, I literally said to people, you know, compared to um, what's really important, it sort of really doesn't matter that much, you know, what's really important to me is, is animal rights, and I'm doing all those things, and I kind of let people know all the time that this really means a lot to me. So, long story short, the poster was sitting there, and one of the other girls came over and was reading it, and it was a Spanish one on top. She's like, what's this? Is this something to do with veganism? Because it's vegano. And I was like, yeah, there's one in English if you want to have a look. It's a club that I'm starting. It's the club that I'm starting at school. And she was reading it out loud. 
And then the manager came over, and you know, he's always seemed like a pretty decent guy and everything like that. And I think, and I'm sure he is. I mean, he is. He is not a bad person. And I was sitting there, and I guess they were chuckling about it, or I don't even really know. I wasn't really paying attention to them, and I wasn't like. Um, I wasn't even like brandishing the poster or I hadn't stuck it on a wall or I hadn't put it in their faces. It was just, I just happened to leave it on a tabletop while I was shutting down my computer before I went home. And he said, making sure I could hear him, he, or he said it to the, to the girl, he said, I'm going to go and have me a nice juicy steak. And I got to say, um... At that moment, I just immediately disliked him and thought, you know what, I thought you were better than that. We get that a lot. And what I wanted to comment on today is something that I noticed Roger does, and, I'm, and I really appreciate it when he does it. You know, when we do these articles and things, I did an article on indie media. I'm trying to write indie media articles now. And there was a person who came on and signed in in order to comment um, quite negatively on the, on the article. And the name that they gave themselves was Steak is Tasty. That was their name. So I'm, in other words, I think my name's New Zealand Vegan Podcast, but I always try to put my real name, so I'm not quite sure how to change that. Um, anyway, um, usually I put my full name Elizabeth Collins because I, I always do that. I notice a lot of people who comment on these things give themselves nicknames depending on the theme. So there are other people who's, you know, there are people who write in with this. So this person's nickname was Steak is Tasty. It was specifically um, in order to go. And I remember Roger comments on that. He, he makes an, he makes people comment on that. And he says, you know, if you were on a, if you were on a child abuse blog, um, would you sign in with the name, um, you know, I violate five-year-olds or, or whatever, you know. Um, no, you wouldn't. So why, why, why are you prompted to do that? And it's just, it's just this deep-seated um, sociological thing. So when, when my manager said that, I didn't say anything to him, but I was really taken aback because um, we have to deal with it so much. And, and I thought later when I, when I was walking along sort of dealing with it, like... Um, just sort of walking home, just nursing my wounds, I guess you could call it, as I left work, um, I was thinking, what, what, what would I have said to him to, and to confront this? And what I wish I had said, <laughs> it's too late now, is that I would have said, you know, um, what did you say? <laughs> and then if he, if he repeated it, I would have said, you know, it's an interesting thing to say. Let me ask you a question. If that poster said... We aim, because on my poster it says, we aim to abolish speciesism by defending the most important right of all animals, the right not to be property. That's part of my poster. And um, and I guess he was reading that out loud, and then he said, I'm going to go have me a nice juicy steak. He'd finished reading that bit. And I wanted to ask him, if that poster was had said, we aim to abolish the child trafficking and child sex slave and you know, child pornography and all that, um, would you have been prompted to say out loud, I'm going to um, violate a nice juicy five-year-old? You know, I'm pretty sure his answer would have been no. It would have been inappropriate, disrespectful, and pretty unkind thing to say, um, especially out loud to the advocate. Well, not directed directly to them, but out loud so that they could, you know, hear it or whatever, especially if you knew how important it was to them and how long they'd been doing it and, you know, that they were never just respectful with it and, I mean, we never talk about it unless he brings it up or says something like, um, 
whatever you know um, anything that makes me say well you know you know there's always so many things you have to remind people all the time you know because this animal exploitation is such a big part of our life we constantly have to remind people and um, but he wouldn't have said that and if that poster said we aim to abolish you know any other social injustice nobody would say that even if they were offended by what what was going on I'd very highly doubt you know, people can always come back and say, oh, well, child, everybody everybody is against child pornography and child, you know. Well, no, that's not true. Not everybody is, or it wouldn't exist. There are people who do it. So even if he, you know, what I wanted to say was like, you know, why, why you know, people always do that to us. Um, and um, there's got to be a reason. I mean, Roger must know something behind him and get him on my show to talk about it so Roger if you're listening I want you to come back on my show and I want to talk about this phenomenon that we deal with as advocates by people who are you know even people that we care about or people who care about us who are generally quite kind and conscientious and respectful people think that it's perfectly appropriate to say something like that when they see your advocacy work or people who come on these our blogs about animal um, rights and then sign in with the name steak is tasty or who post pictures of bloody steaks and things like this or say you know and any and I noticed Roger calls them on it and they don't really have an answer it's a phenomenon it's got to be some sort of knee-jerk um, defensive reaction maybe uh, but I'm over it I'm going to call the person out next time and say you know if this was a poster about such and such would you be prompted or do you know do you think it would be appropriate to say that what you just said and I'm going to let them know that you know the reason I ask is because we get this all the time and it's um, something that I'm trying to figure out because um, you know I would like to um, understand where it comes from because it's just so um, cruel, you know. I mean, I wasn't even, like, in their face with the poster. It was just sitting on a table, you know. And, I mean, I oh, I just got so mad. I thought, you know what? You're a real jerk. And I don't... I'm very sort of disinclined to even be civil to this person next time I see them. But um, I have to keep reminding myself that we live in this incredibly speciesist society and this person does use animals as property and does eat animals and maybe when they read what I'm you know I said it was a knee-jerk you know reaction or something to say but I still think it's entirely unnecessary and people shouldn't be allowed to get away with it anymore and I'm not going to let anybody get away with it in my presence and in fact um, I am going to hope that an opportunity comes along where I can point that out to this person and say you know when you saw that poster just sitting on the desk um, just because I'd put it there inadvertently to I mean it was over in my next to my desk on a desk that nobody uses it was no I was minding its own business you know what I mean and he had to come along and say that and um, I'm gonna call him on it so if he gives if he gives me a chance to I'll definitely take the opportunity I want to point it that out I want to make them think you know, I want people to think. So I got really annoyed, <laughs> really, really annoyed. It, it, I'm not, nobody's immune from being annoyed and irritated about these kinds of things. Um, so yeah, that's what I wanted to get off my chest. I was. Um, it happens all the time. We deal with it all the time. But when I go out and I do uh, advocacy and I write an article that's provocative, deliberately provocative, trying to get people to think, like my Greenpeace one. And people go on there and then they say something like that. That's kind of, I expect that, I'm ready for it. I'm like, okay, you know, there's going to be a lot of hostility, a huge amount of hostility, and there's an awful lot of mockery that goes on as well. Very, very mocking 
um, and all these kinds of things that um, are just par for the course. Or if I'm in the street with my stall and I have this poster, you know, I, and somebody walks past, you know, and I'm and I'm doing advocacy, I'm entering their space and I'm sort of putting it in their face. I have to be ready for that. But to just be minding your own business and to just have your work just sort of like quietly out of the way because you just happened to put it down because you forgot to turn off your computer or whatever and to have a comment like that that's to me no 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 you know how dare you I was furious I was absolutely furious with the comment maybe it was just because I'm having you know a bad having I was having a bad day <laughs> I seem to have an awful lot of those don't I no I'm not usually I'm I'm pretty cool I'm usually you know I can handle these kinds of things and, it, and when he said it I just felt more hurt than anything um, because it was just so unprovoked, it was so unnecessary, and so inappropriate and and unkind, and um, really really sad. Because it's you know we we know what's you know we think about these about the cows that that these people are joking about, and it's just not funny at all. It's just not funny at all. I mean it's 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 a death and annihilation and torture. It's it's no joke. And it really um, doesn't make me laugh. Any any kind of joke about animal cruelty is just not a joke to me because it's it's so real, you know. It's just um, it's around us every day. And um, this guy does eat them and participate in that. And um, so you know maybe he was having some kind of I don't know. I really don't know what was going through his mind. It was but it was still entirely un- inappropriate and and definitely deliberately cruel. But I don't know if he really even meant it that way. He would have probably thought it was just being funny. But I'm I'm going to let him know that that no that's not funny. That's about as funny as looking at a poster um, that's trying to advocate against child sex slave and saying I'm going to go violate a nice juicy five year old. That's about as funny as that. I don't really I don't think a lot of people would find that very funny. So it's, I've been carrying this around since Thursday and um, I haven't been able to quite let it go yet. And I think it was just the contest. I think it was because I was just my, you know, I was so unprovoked and so unnecessary and um, I was really quite hurt actually. I just thought, you know, I thought that you were better than, I really thought you were a nicer person than that. I mean, this person's nobody special to me. They're just a manager that I work with. Generally, they're pretty cool. And yeah, they're not um, at all um, very much, uh, I don't know, it actually, to be honest, it kind of surprised me. Because I have had conversations with this person before, and they kind of like joke, or they say whatever, and, and I'll just say, you know, oh, this is what I do, this is what I, I take seriously, and, and they're like, well, I, I'd never give up meat, I have to have my meat, and stuff like that. So, you know, the usual things like that. But it's never really um, gotten that sort of really kind of deliberately, agree, like, hostile. I mean, that's that's really sort of a hostile thing to do. It's, it's as hostile as you know, looking at somebody who's advocating against child sex trade and then making a hostile joke about how you, I'm going to go, you know, buy a child sex slave right now or something like that. It's just very, very, yeah, so I was really upset. So now that I've talked about it, I feel better because I don't have a lot of people, you know, that I talk to about these things. Um, so this is where I usually get everything off my chest Thank you so much for listening and for putting up with all my my whining. <laughs> and um, I know that everybody who is involved in advocacy can relate to the unbelievable level of hostility 
against um, this message. So um, we know we just we just keep going and we just do it, and um, we have different ways of dealing with it. I have you know I know the message. I have so much faith in the message that um, you know you really find that eventually, even some of the people who are really mocking. Um, but who keep coming back for more, you know, I'm like, if you really um, are so offended by my article, you know, you keep coming back to it, so I'm kind of glad, and I thank those people, even if they're very insulting, I thank them for even reading it in the first place, because you just never know what kind of a little effect it's having, and I also like to show them that, you know, how serious we are, because they can come on there and be so rude, and um, aggressive and hostile and mocking and all these things and I always try to come back to them with with a very calm kind of, I mean I don't always succeed <laughs> but that's my goal is to come back to them with rational sort of and I also am and I also do thank them I say thank you for reading this you know um, and uh, even though you found it offensive or you're being you know abusive I appreciate you coming on here and reading this because the more people who read it you know, and for every one person who takes the time to go on there and write an, a, a positive comment or a negative comment or or an, even a neutral comment or anything, um, there's maybe three or four other people reading who aren't writing anything but who are reading everything. And um, we always have to be conscious of, of those people. So I kind of wish that I'd stuck. I feel like I'd let, I let, you know, I let this person get away with that comment the other day because that was a chance for me to call him up and make him think in a dignified way and out loud as well so other people around could be provoked to think um, about what he did but when it happened I kind of sucked in my breath and I felt um, and then it was like it was um, so underhanded and then um, everybody just kind of walked away nobody uh, made any more comments and nobody looked at me or nobody did anything it was just this underhanded thing and then um, everybody walked away, and um, I just sat there, and I had this awful feeling. It was, it was such an awful thing. It's funny how sometimes some little thing like that can just really get to you. That really got to me. And the whole way home, I kept having the same imaginary conversation in my head with this person over and over again. And in fact, I even think I stood in my living room when I got home, and out loud, I I did the whole you know, the rebuttal that I wished I had done, you know, but I never did. And I think I even like stood there and said it out loud with like, you know, with my hands on my hips or something, all like dignified and all this stuff, you know, pretending like sort of like getting, you know, I don't know, just doing it because I didn't do it at the time. But yeah, it was, I wonder how many other people have it. Well, I'm sure so many people have experienced it, but the reason it got to me is because it was just incredibly unprovoked and unnecessary. I ha I was not in any way flaunting the posters or anything like that. I just had happened to have them with me because I went to the meeting and they would just happen to be on the table and um, he happened to come over to see what this other person was looking at. That's all. Uh, I wasn't even, I was actually quite in a hurry. They were like, this one girl was like, oh, is this about veganism? Is it in Spanish? And I was like, yeah, there's one in English underneath. If you know, like, please, um, can you stop distracting me? I'm trying to do, you know, do something. Just whatever. I wasn't even doing any like advocacy with it. And then this had to happen. So we have to be very, very strong and patient people. I'm not going to say tolerant because I think that that's the wrong word to use. I've already been called up on that word before. But definitely patient. Definitely patient. And so I was very 
upset and then I just sort of got on with my life but now I'm getting it off my chest and I got a lot of comments on my indie media article which is very heartening some of them were very thought-provoking there was a lot of stuff that was over my head to be honest about capitalism and um, sustainable agriculture and all this kind of stuff which I need to learn I'm really grateful to all of you thank you so much all of you who went on there and helped me the thing that makes me laugh is like I'll say okay we should all be looking at the products we buy especially animal products because um, it's causing death devastation harm and you know it's immoral to cause unnecessary suffering and people say well you know indigenous people have been eating meat for thousands of years how dare you and then they think that that's the excuse that they can use to continue to go back to McDonald's. So I always try to bring people back because that's for me. I'm like, I'm talking to you and your consumption. Let's make this really personal. I get really personal with people. And I think maybe that um, in some way people might get really upset with that. And other people, people, in other ways, people might appreciate it because I say, look, you're reading this article. You're commenting on this article. Let's talk about you. I mean, you know, of course, we have to think of the bigger picture. Of course, we have to deal with all these things. And I'm always very honest. We're always is very honest we say look we don't have all the answers we know that we cause harm we know that uh, you know agriculture is always going to be um, something that's going to have an environment environmental impact on all other life I mean, we're very aware of that but let's keep it real here I mean we're talking about you know eating cows and eating pigs and all of the you know farming that goes along with it and of course people try to get into the whole happy meat argument and all that stuff but I keep it personal with them I say you know what no matter what we're not going to be able to even figure all that out until we get more vegans who because then we're going to have to figure it out aren't we because we are going to have to figure out how to feed um you know people on a vegan uh, on vegan agriculture so why don't you just go vegan and then you can join us in figuring this out rather than saying well it's all hopeless i'm going to keep eating meat so i get quite personal with people and i bring it back to them and i say look you know you're not an indigenous Amazonian um, inhabitant, okay? You live in this country or whatever country you're in. I'm pretty sure it would be New Zealand. You've got a cell phone. You've probably got, I mean, I, I assume you have a computer because you're on this forum. You have a, you know, you, you can make the decision. You have a choice. You're not in a war zone. You're not dying of starvation. You're not living on donated food and clothing. You're not in a refugee camp. And you're not an indigenous, um, you know what? They just they just love their indigenous people. These 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 people who want to keep eating meat. Um, and you're not in the Amazon, um, living in the forest, um, kind of thing. So why don't we talk about what you're doing? I'm talking to about what you're doing. That's how I'm very direct with people. What about you? Can we get back to you? Can we talk about you? And, you know, they kind of don't like it, but I'm like, too bad, because that's who I'm talking to. That's advocacy, individual advocacy. I'm not, I'm not talk. I mean, I'm not giving a speech to the United Nations. I'm talking to individuals, individuals. And if they come to me, I'm going to talk to them as an individual. And um, I always bring it back to that. Like, even with the pet issue and stuff, I'm like, you know what? Are you eating animals? Because, um you know why are you uh, worried about um, the fact that we don't agree with pet ownership 
um, if you know if you're still eating um, animals. I mean, let's talk about that. You know, and there's other people who say, what about? I'm going to do an article entitled "What Is Speciesism," and it's only going to be "What Is Speciesism?" according according to Elizabeth Collins. And you know, I am not going to claim to be an expert. I know there's been books written about it. I learned about speciesism from Gary Francione from his videos, the videos. I freely admit that's the first time I ever heard the term. That's where I heard the term. I didn't know that he didn't invent it. It's been, it was invented a long, long time ago. And lots of people have written about it. But I want to talk about it in the context of what I'm trying to do. And so I can only be honest, and I'm going to write an article entitled that. Because you have these people saying, well, you know, I'm saying um, it's speciesist. I wrote an article about Greenpeace, and, I'm, and, I, and um, one of the Greenpeace advocates um, came on and said, "Oh, she was one of the people who actually got on the the boat that I was that, that I was talking about. She was one of the people who actually climbed on the vo on the boat, and so she actually said some of them were omnivores, some of them were vegetarians, and some of them were vegans. I didn't, I couldn't be bothered saying, well, vegetarians are omnivores too, because I just thought, you know what, just whatever. It didn't even matter. It was go, it was over the head anyway. And I said, well. And so she said, well, I'm a vegan most of the time, but um, somebody bought me lunch yesterday, and it was a meat pie, and I ate it, and I was grateful. And um, so I'm like, yeah, well, some people eat whale meat and are grateful, you know, and I bet you don't like that. So I, I did respond with that, trying to say, listen, you know, you've got to say, that's, you know, it's extremely speciesist to... Um, you know, we're all this, and then somebody else wrote in and was like, "What speciesism?" You know, if I'm doing gardening and and I throw a snail away, you know, isn't that being speciesist and all this? And I'm thinking, yeah, that's a very interesting point, and I'd love to get into that with you. I would love to discuss that with you. But first of all, can we please discuss your consumption of animals? You know, of pigs and sheep and cows and 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 wearing of leather. And can we do that first? And then, when we've dealt with that, can we? Then I'd love to have a conversation with you about snails. Because, to be honest, in my opinion, when you really embrace, when you really open up your mind, and look at, at living things in a different way, it starts with going vegan or Im implementing veganism in your life and and looking at these things. It changes the way you look at all life. I do not kill snails. I'm sorry. I you know I don't I don't kill insects. You know not not deliberately. Um, that sounds so blasé and so like, oh, not deliberately. I mean, it sounds like we really don't care. It's not true that we don't care. It's that, you know, insects are so small. I, and, and no matter what I do, I'm sure that I accidentally kill some when I'm walking and things like that. Um, I wish I didn't, you know. I mean, I don't know. When I'm, when I'm in the bus... Um, I'm sure that there's insects being um, uh, hurt by the bus. So, you know, that's what I, well, that's what we mean when we say we don't kill them on purpose. I mean, we try our best. They're very small, and um, I really, really don't kill. I don't kill. Um, so I think that anybody who's um, not a vegan who's worried about um, the sort of really finer issues, I mean, yeah, that's a valid point, and I really appreciate it, and let's talk about that. But can we please, can you go vegan, and then we could, can we talk about it as two vegans, as how we're going to deal with these um, other things, like snails in our gardens when we're trying to grow vegetables and stuff, because all all the people I know who've gone vegan, they don't kill this. They don't kill the snails, you know. So that's the problem. The problem. The reason why you think it's perfectly okay to like, oh gosh. And there was some really wonderful support on this article. I was so grateful, and I, you know, pulling the vegans out of the closet. You know, we have to bust this image, and we're not going to bust it by hiding and saying, well, everybody thinks we're crazy anyway. So you know, I can't be bothered dealing with the abuse or whatever. Um, most um, of the people who, who who engage in these things and are supportive of the um, abolitionist approach or the vegan approach are uh, wonderfully patient and articulate and do make people think. And the um, thing is, it's so important, it's so important what, what we're doing that 
it's just way beyond um, my own ego or my own feelings. You know, sometimes when I come home, my heart is pounding in preparation for the all of the abuse. <laughs> I mean, I wonder how Angel feels. Angel Flynn, as we know, writes the most incredible articles, but she writes them on care too. And I think they've even started censoring her now because her re most recent article about HSUS and IHOP was uh, withdrawn for revision. So they might even be starting to censor her, but she gets thousands and thousands of views because she writes on care too, which is one of the biggest websites in the world with regard to public. And she writes abolitionist articles about animal rights. I mean, it's Utterly fantastic stuff, but anybody who's read any of Angel's articles and seen how wonderfully, um, you know, they're written, they're in no way meant to insult or anything. It's just the real deal, you know, laying it on the line, like, let's think about these things, let's think about these things. The, the, the commentary ranges from some really unbelievable abuse all the way down to people who are saying, well, I see what you're saying. So, you know, you get this huge gamut. But, you know, I'm sure Angel, I don't know what it's like for her every time she comes home after writing an article and turns on her computer to see what the comments are. But my heart's pounding because I am a sensitive person. And, um, you know, it does get to me. I kind of feel it almost physically when these people's, like, hate, you know, comes through and all this. But, you know, it's because it's just, I mean, so important. It's so, there's nothing compared to what the animals are going through. It's nothing compared to what the animals are going through. That's why we do it. That's why we're doing it, people. So, but I am going to pull up, um, you know, if I get the opportunity to let this person know that what they did was inappropriate, I'm going to. Because we need to start pulling people up on these things. Um, they've been getting away with it for too long. Um, not uh, like I say, not in a hostile way, or to say you're a jerk or something, but to sort of say, you know what? I really want you to think about what you just said and how appropriate it is in this context, because uh, you know, with regard to all other social injustices, it's it's highly unlikely that you would do that. So why don't we ask ourselves why you're doing that? Why don't you ask yourself why you're doing that? You know, people are troubled. You know, we we can get rid of the trouble and we can take this shadow that we have of our souls. That's what I think of it as. I think of it as a big shadow on our soul, what we're doing. This horrific violence, torture, this awful things. We can get rid of that. We, we, we need to get rid of it, and we will. And it is painful. It's very painful to admit the truth. But as I say many times, it's really, really worth it. And um, so I am going to... Um, try to make people think about the things that they say. Oh, well, I always do. I mean, we, we always do. But with regard to what happened the other day, it was really, um, yeah, it was just a bad moment. So I actually have changed the way I, I look at this person. And I almost wonder if I'm being fair, because they're just um, someone who's been raised um, like I was, and um, who's, who's, who is, it's never you know, very rarely have has anyone stuck up for animals um, the way we do. And we need more and more of us doing it. Um, so people have always gotten away with that stuff. So this person probably didn't even think twice about it. And it's perfectly fine and probably would be actually surprised at, at how upset I am because they would think it's just no big deal. What are you talking about? When you're just talking about cows here, you know, that's the way, sort of the way people think. Um, we need to start changing that. We need to change the fundamental way people look at all animals. And that begins with us putting up with lots and lots of abuse <laughs> and verbal abuse and all that kind of stuff. So thanks to everybody who um, deals with all that. 
And in the meantime, stay sane, stay healthy, and stay strong. I'll be back. Thanks for listening. Bye.